What is going on, everybody? This is Steven, and you are listening to the Bar Culture Pubcast. This is actually going to be a uh, solo effort on my part tonight. I had some sickness uh, hit Will, so uh, he's bowed out for the evening. And I'm going to give it a shot, uh, spread my wings as it were, and uh, see what type of rants I go on by myself without anybody to play off on. I think it'll be a little bit fun, a little bit interesting, and uh, who knows where it might lead. Um, Again, I am your host for the evening, or this morning, or whenever you decide to listen to us and our ramblings, and going to take take and kind of keep going on the business idea. Um, If you listened to our previous episode, uh, we were discussing the uh, demise of Blockbuster and uh, why I think it uh, faltered and and ultimately failed, and uh, just some of the things... uh, you know, just kind of leading to that, but uh, more going to be focused on the entrepreneurship side, small business side, if you will. Um, I think uh, think a lot of the, I guess the the generalization or the the general idea most people get when they hear, you know, entrepreneurship or, or small business, they think, oh, that that person's got money, and I think that's a big misconception. I think it's not somebody who has money. I think it's somebody who has drive and uh, just really um, has that push to to do it for themselves, whether it's to control the business or to be able to have ultimate say in, you know, how they do things. Uh, but I also think it's it's somebody who who has something that they a lot of it and maybe this is you know, my personal you know connotation of it. I think a lot of it is people who have something to do or to create or make something that they feel they were part of and something they have to offer to a customer. Um, I've had a lot of experience even. Going back years, uh, you know, some of the, the first people that, you know, I started talking to, um, they were small business owners. They were entrepreneurs in my my mind. They were the people who ran companies or, um, you know, created and made and built for themselves a business and they were successful at it. And um, I think a lot of that mentality nowadays is uh is really changed i think the technology has totally flipped that on its head where it's not building it's more offerings it's more services and and, you know what you can offer me or what type of product can you make that can expand my horizons on that um i think the other kind of connotation or other thing is that uh, not only rich but like you know you have to be a celebrity you have to have a name or power or you know some type of driving force that makes you productive or makes you profitable in whatever business venture you're on i think that's also again i I think the most recognizable ideas and most recognizable examples are probably you know because they do have that that celebrity endorsement if you will or the celebrity backing but if you look across the board, and I, I don't have the numbers, I, I didn't, you know, want to get into a numbers game. But uh, I, I don't have the numbers. But the vast majority of businesses in the country are small businesses. Um, when I was in school, the definition was under fifty employees, and uh, that's, I mean, that's small. Uh, that I work at a shop now, and it it might have 50 employees. Like, I would have to actually stop and think about it. You know, I'd have to kind of look department by department to see if it actually did. 
50 is, is a lot of people. Um, I, I think if you, you just think of the types of shops that you go to, the types of businesses that you deal with, probably the vast majority of them, if you stopped and looked at it, were probably going to be less than 50 people. Um, that's, I mean, like I said, it's the most common business has, is a small business and, and it qualifies that under 50 people. Um, also uh, the, the other, uh, kind of train of thought there was that, um, you don't have to be a full-time entrepreneur. I think a lot of people aren't, a lot of people don't go full-time for themselves. You know, a lot of people now probably call it like a side job or a side hustle or side business or, you know, whatever, whatever term you come up with. Um, you know, it's something that you can make money with your free time. Um, and I think part of the drive for most people who are in that position where they do have a side hustle is something that they enjoy. It's something they like doing, whether it's because they like the money or they, they want the extra money to, you know, take that extra vacation or buy the fancy car or whatever it is. I think that's something else that, that kind of drives people is that, you know, yeah, there's, there's a reason I'm doing this. I enjoy it, but I can make money at it. And I think if you look at it, you kind of always have to have that in mind, you know, am I doing this? Am I going to make, be profitable? Am I going to have money at the end of it? You know, I think a lot of people get stuck in ruts where they're more slaves to, to a paycheck. They're more, I have to go to work. I don't like my job, but right now it's paying my bills or I can't afford to take a day off because I don't have, you know, I can't spare the hours, uh, you know, if you're hourly or I can't spare the sales if, if you're a commission. Um, that's something that, that it, it kind of scares me to be honest. I, I've never wanted to be in that position where I didn't like what I did. Um, you know, I, I've, I've had several, I've had jobs across the spectrum. Um, I've had jobs creating stuff by hand. I enjoyed the job. I just hated the business as it was for, um, I didn't like the atmosphere. Uh, I've had jobs where the job was fine, but I learned so much because, and I knew going in, listen, I may not know that field. That field may not be it. Um, but I, I saw the potential for learning the uptick. I'm going to be a better person. I'm going to be a better employee for taking this job and learning what they have to offer, what this business has to teach me, uh, what this industry might offer and how I can take those and apply it to my personal side businesses or side hustles as well. So that's kind of my intro. Uh, I hope it wasn't too long-winded or anything yet. Um, you know, I just want to kind of give you a, a topic overview, and then uh, take a, take a moment and uh, introduce tonight's drink. Um, again, Will was uh, unexpectedly not able to make it, so I'm uh, going to take just do the same same drink he chose earlier this week. We are drinking the uh, Belgian White by Fat Tire. It obviously is, uh, if you're a fan of the New Belgium or Fat Tire brand, it's a uh, U.S. beer. Um, and the uh, again, the description, the Belgian white, Belgian-style wheat ale with orange peel. So uh, Colorado, USA, right there, proudly distributed on the label. And uh, this is a very, very simple packaging. Got a little band of orange on the bottom of it as I open the bottle here. And then uh, white, uh, white. Rest of the label is white with the, uh, pardon me, with the uh, bicycle. That's so famous, the fat tire bicycle. I think if uh, if you ever seen fat tire, or even once, it probably sticks in your mind exactly what their logo is. So, um, 
gonna that will be the uh, drink that we'll take and review. So I just got that open. Let me take a deep breath. Uh, let you kind of absorb the intro and uh, maybe get into the review. Maybe jump back on the uh, kind of small business 101. If uh, I think last episode was called business 101, this will be small business 101. So let me take a quick sip and uh, we'll see where it goes. While that is not quite as citrusy as the uh, grapefruit shandy that we reviewed last time, it's uh, it's still tasty. Um, I would say uh, light to medium taste, um, not too heavy. It's definitely not a dark beer. Uh, it's in a dark bottle, but it actually looks quite light, much like the lemon shandy. Um, quite tasty. Pretty good. Uh, pretty good balance. Definitely got the uh, hit, hits of the citrus, the the orange peel on it. Um, I mean, it's it's a good, easy drinking beer. It's something that uh, not not too bad at all. So, take another sip and uh, just kind of brace for the uh, next section. Kind of get into some examples of uh, what you can do as far as entrepreneurship goes. Um, ideas, things that I've experienced, things I've done, things friends have done, and uh, I'm not giving away secrets, but uh, just kind of giving you ideas of. If you're looking to do something, you know, if you're looking to make some extra money, maybe something you want to look into, maybe something will come to your mind that, that you can do for yourself. So let me grab another sip and uh, jump into that. All right. So, um, like I said, uh, I've always been around people who are either owners, operators, or uh, kind of in the entrepreneurship vein, the small business vein. And those are the type of people that I enjoy talking to. I, it's like there's always something to learn, whether you know what that uh, something is going to be or whether you're looking to learn. I think you, you can pick up things here and there and, uh, you know, maybe just kind of file them away for, you know, when, and I don't know what your age is, but you can always file them away for, for some time where you're in a position, you can make decisions or, or you can take and have an influence on, if you're not doing it for yourself, on the, the job that you do have and be a better employee for your boss. Um, the, the first two guys, one was, uh, had a, uh, construction company. Um, another guy had a TV repair shop. And for those of you who are younger listeners, yes, there used to be TV repair shops. Uh, I actually worked at a shop that started off as a TV repair shop at one point and uh, got into the integration, automation, dedicated theaters, surround sound. Uh, we had a lot of fun. That was a really cool industry. That's something that I, I really enjoy. I'm a bit of a techie. I like, you know, electronics and having, you know, awesome sound, whether it's in a, a car or house, you know, a nice TV. That's, uh, that, I just enjoy that tech stuff. Um, but getting to know those guys when I was younger was always interesting because they always had a different kind of, I don't say attitude or outlook, but it's always just something where they always seemed like they kind of had a an ear to the ground, as it were, as far as 
best decisions financially, what to do um, for the, the for whatever given situation it is, or the best approach to getting a job done as well. That was, that was something. Um, you know, their work ethic was second to none, and they were the type of guys who were the first ones up in the morning and worked their tails off all day long. Never, I mean, never gave up, never said, you know, I'm done or I quit or I'm too tired. Like, they just, they had that high motor. And I think that's one thing that if I've learned anything in, you know, my, my years, which, again, I'm not, not too much older than most people in our listening audience, but uh, that's one thing. If you're, you have that high gear, if you have that drive to let's get this done, I think you will outwork the majority of people in the workforce just by having the attitude of I'm gonna I'm gonna work till it's done. Um, if you have that that high gear, that always you know something's got to be done. Don't 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 rest when there's work to be done. I think you're gonna get ahead. I think your bosses will notice it, and I think that you'll notice the difference in the the quality of your work itself because your drive will push you to outproduce and will give you the results that maybe are better than you're expecting. Um, moving on, one of the other positions I worked at, uh, I had a boss who, she worked us hard. But you know what? We were the hardest working store in the, uh, the franchise. Um, it's a very large international corporation that, w- that I was working at. And we were the smallest store by square foot. We were the smallest store by employees. We were the smallest store period in the entire world globally we were the smallest store and we year to year quarter to quarter always had the best sales the best reviews the best like we had awards we had shelves and shelves um of awards so every quarter we would win because we could outproduce every other store we would outproduce stores that were four times bigger, stores that were in bigger areas, that were in bigger cities, that were in more tourist populations or tourist density populations. We could outwork them. And that was another thing that kind of like, okay, well, if you have that drive and you use your time wisely, you will see better results. Um, if, if you want to think of it kind of as like a gear in a bike. So if you have a bike and your buddy has a bike... If you can outpedal him, even though you guys have the same gears, the exact same bike, you're going to get farther. You're going to have more more uh, work put into it, but you're still going to get farther in the end. So, hopefully that that you know imagery kind of resonates with somebody out there. Um, you know, was it the uh, the um, there's a saying something about like. Uh, 90% inspiration and 10% perspiration or something like that. If, if you put your effort and, and your your force into it, you're going to get farther than the rest. Um, I say that with a lot of examples in mind. And it, I don't even want to just go on that tangent, but that's kind of where, you know, what I seem to, to have picked up at an early age. Um, your work ethic is definitely going to push you farther. Um, and it doesn't have to be work. I mean... Uh, I'm sure a lot of us have probably heard that that saying that says uh, the um, what was it? Uh, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. You know, um, for example, and I I have no affiliation. I've been there a few times, but I have no affiliation with them. But um, Richard Rawlings with the Gas Monkey Garage, 
That's a guy who has never worked a day in his life. And you can tell. He has fun. No matter what's going on, he's having fun. I'm sure there's days where he's stressed out or, you know, something happens at the shop and he gets upset with a tech because something broke or whatever it may be. But that's a dude who's never worked. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm saying that he enjoys what he does. He doesn't work. You know what I'm saying? He He's into it. That's that's him from start to finish. If he didn't have TV cameras on him, if he didn't have the, the brand naming that he has built, it's a great example. I have not yet actually, so Christmas idea, I have not yet actually read his book. Um, I think it's called Blood, Sweat, and Beers. Um, I haven't read that. I, I do. I do one on, that's on my list. But... That's that's the kind of mentality that I want you to get out of this. If you can outwork your coworker, you're going to be that much farther ahead. But even more, if you're doing something you enjoy, it's going to come naturally. It's going to come easy. It's not going to be so difficult for you. Um, when I was younger, my sister always had a side hustle. Like, always had a side hustle. Pardon me, I'm going to take another sip real quick. As I was saying, my sister was always working on something, always trying something new. Um, when we were much younger, uh, she had two hamsters, one being a boy and one being a girl. And as nature would have it, um, they had little hamsters, baby hamsters. So she sold hamsters. Um, she sold, I can't even think, I mean, multiple, multiple litters of hamsters to friends to people in school to people at church tons of them and she was selling them cheaper than the pet store and she was enjoying it i mean it was fun for her um a few years later she got into making custom candles i don't know if will or i have ever discussed it on on the show but um she would make i say custom like i want you to think the most wild whatever you want that's probably something she'd done she had some that looked like snow globes. She had some that looked like little like uh, ocean scenes with starfish and sand at the bottom and starfish and uh, sand dollars. Um, she did some. I think it was for a. Uh, I think it was for a wedding anniversary or something. It was a candle that had like the little and it was little. I don't know where she found them, but it was a little glass bottle in it. And on the little glass bottle, she put in. The, I think it was the date of the wedding, their wedding anniversary. Put that in the bottle with a little cork. Put that down in the candle, and then poured the wax around it so it looked like like a like a little like almost like an island kind of thing with the little bottle that washed up. It was so cool. Um, she had some that looked like uh, cups of coke, like the glass cups of coke, and then. She somehow figured out how to make the wax look like uh, a different type of wax, looked like ice cubes, and then the rest of the wax was black and smelled like cola. So when you lit it, it literally smelled like cola. Um, she did a series of cupcakes where they had like the icing and it actually had like the foil wrapper on the cupcake, and then she molded the wax and the top would be icing and different colors of wax and when you lit them they smelled like vanilla or they smelled like chocolate and it like you, you literally you could come home when she was making them and it smelled like she was making cupcakes like the whole house and all she'd be doing is working on with the wax doing the dyes doing the scents 
Um, she had a fall series that was really cool where it had like autumn colors and she actually was able to find uh, like autumn leaves and actually wrap those in the glass before the wax set. And so it looked just kind of like you were walking down a lane and, you know, the autumn leaves were just floating in the breeze. But all in this little glass globe. So cool. The creativity was just something else. Like it was just every time she made a batch, it was a totally different idea. She sold those. Um, I don't know if she still has the page up, but if you want to maybe get like a visual idea, uh, the company, or she did that under South Florida Flames, I think was the, uh, the name of the page. Uh, it was on Facebook. I don't know if it's still up and active or not. But again, it's going back a few years. But, um, you know, really cool ideas. Um, you know, all types of just, if you could picture it or if you could say, hey, I've never seen a candle that looked like this. She could probably come up with something that would meet your expectations, if not exceed them. Um, again, it's something she enjoyed. She had fun with it. And that's one. the other thing. I think a lot of people who do get successful in business, I think it's because not only do they have the drive I mentioned, not only do they have the, the I would say, hustle or the, the will to succeed, I think a lot of it is that people pick up on the, the whether it's like the natural passion or the the inspiration or the spirit, you know, people can tell when somebody's really into something. Um, I mean, if you talk start talking to anybody, you can pick up on what what they like, what their passions are rather quickly. 10, 15 minutes, you know, you know what their background is. You can normally tell by little, you know, sayings or mannerisms. You can take and have all types of other um, just. Indicators, I guess. You, you can kind of get a track on what they're into if you just listen to the conversation you're having with them. Um, so that's that's the other thing is like you know find something that you're good at, find something that you're good at doing, and then find a way to make that pay you. That's not ever going to be a bad thing. You may decide, it, and I have moments where I, I you know live that workaholic life. I do work a lot. I like side projects. I like side hustles, if you want to call it. And I've had times where I've had more than I knew what to do with, but I enjoyed it. And it wasn't, you know, oh, I'm going to make such a nice paycheck at the end of this, or I'm going to have a paycheck from here, and I'm getting money off that. And it wasn't about the money. It's just because I was having fun, and I was taking and making the most of the opportunities I had because I, I did have an interest or a passion that was behind that. And again, I think that the, the people who have the passion that are doing it because they enjoy it. I think that shows in the quality of work, not just that they oh they have a hustle and they have a drive. Um, you know that's 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 something that I think is, again you, you can just tell. You can tell what drives people. You can tell what people's passions are. If you just take the opportunity to listen to the types of conversations that you have with them and that they have with others. Um, one of the things kind of going back, and I, I did not mean to make this like a, you know, gas monkey thing, but I, he's he's a good example. I mean, there's so much. I, I would love to just pick his brain for like an hour or two. That would just be so much fun. Richard, if you ever hear this by any chance, I, like I said, I'll come to Dallas. I have family out there. Love to go, go and just pick your brain about all types of stuff. But, um, you know, the gas monkey idea was kind of like the whole flips and if anybody remembers the series back when it like first started, they would actually show you, oh, he paid $3,000 for this. 
he put in so many much in parts and he put in so much in labor and he sold it for this with a profit or a loss of you know whatever whatever that that total came so that kind of became like a like a slang if you will you know the flip um uh people i guess with houses you know flipping houses they'll buy buy low sell high and that's pretty much the name of the game in any business do something and be able to turn around and make a profit um i know like i said with the gas monkey their thing is cars hot rods uh fun cars um I actually recently just had a uh, <laughs> had a chance. I uh, bought a motorcycle. Um, you know, motorcycle wasn't the most beautiful thing, but I, I kind of saw the potential. Um, it was a very popular model, and um, you know, it was one of those things where I I didn't know anything about it other than it was a motorcycle, and I knew I was getting a good price. I looked at other ones on the market and what they were going for, and I was getting a better deal because, you know, it was somebody I knew, and, you know, they they needed the money more than they needed the motorcycle, and I had some buddies who were like, bro, that that's pretty cool, That that's not bad, and uh, I just kind of was like, okay, well, listen, I, I told a couple of them, you know, listen, you buy it, then you fix it, whatever, um, and then I started going, why can't I do that? Like, I have two hands, I'm a half-decent, you know, builder if you will um you know if i take it apart i'm normally pretty decent putting it back together um i i enjoy tinkering i mean that that's one of the things when when i'm not at my daily job my full-time i'm I'm almost always got a little side project a little tinker something you know um i'm actually currently working on a jeep crate so any of you uh, off-roaders might know what that is um people take and make all types of like furniture and decorations out of the the kits the the crates that the lift kits come out of so i have an idea i just uh, waiting for a couple more parts coming through from other small businesses to uh kind of you know button it all up and get it as a fully complete project but um there's always always something that you can offer that maybe either no one else is offering or maybe it's something that you just like doing and people are like oh that's pretty cool i I wouldn't mind having one of those or i wouldn't yeah i I like that i wouldn't mind you know paying somebody to you know do that or do that for me um like i said with a motorcycle kind of just worked you know i had the the opportunity i took it and you know i'd done some research kind of knew what they were selling for when they got fixed up a little little love a little polish uh you know a little bit troubleshooting and you know just kind of tinkering here and there and it literally i sat here in my living room you know turned on some music and you know looked up on you know youtube and looked up on the internet you know service manuals and troubleshooting and jumped on some of the forums and uh you know just tinkered and uh you know it was one of those things where i had fun it wasn't like i felt pressure you know i was having fun i was at at my leisure you know in my free time um cars are a little bit different i don't have room where i'm at right now to have you know tinker cars or side project cars but at some point i'm hoping you know maybe i'll have a you know an extra space in the garage or maybe i'll have a garage for myself that uh you know i can have a project bench if you will um but you know kind of going back to that whatever your interest is like you may think you're the only person who wants to collect or wants to, you know, whatever that that one thing is, but you're not. You know, there's so many people in the world. There's going to be other groups of people that have similar interests. And if you can find a way to take and actually make it 
where you're offering that group of you know friends or group of peers that have similar interests, if you're offering them a good product, they'll know, and the word will get out. It, it won't take very long before you take and have people going, hey, so-and-so told me that you did this, or you made this, and you had that. Um, one of the things that I was doing back a few years a few years ago now, uh, back when Craigslist was big, my buddies and, all, and I all had trucks. We all had roughly the same era of trucks. And a lot of the parts are interchangeable. It's just a matter of how much time do you want to sit and spend and do it, right? And uh, this kind of also works kind of, you know, with, with the forums. A lot of people are going, hey, I want to add this to my truck. Or I bought this truck. Or, you know, I, gave, I was given this truck and it doesn't have everything I want. So what can I do to add it? Or what can I do so I have this feature? What can I do to have that feature? And a lot of it is just going out and finding the parts, um, with Craigslist, it was pretty much, you know, an open book. You could find all types of, of vehicles, uh, not just vehicles, but all types of parts. I know the market on that has changed a lot. Um, OfferUp has gotten big. Craigslist has fallen off big time. But OfferUp, uh, Let It Go, there's, I mean, there's probably 20 more other apps that you know that maybe I've never heard of. But there's all types of opportunity out there to say, sorry, excuse me again. As I, um, so there's all types of opportunities out there where you can take and, you know, capitalize on something that's your interest. Again, me and my buddies, we used to, you know, look up Craigslist. Oh, hey, I found somebody who's parting out this vehicle and they said they had this piece. Does anybody need anything? And like we would have group chats. Does anybody need something off of this vehicle? I'm going to, to, to strip one right now. Or, you know, I'm making a run up to, you know, wherever this car is. You want to go and see if there's anything else maybe you want? or So we could take and buy low, sell high. We were going there anyhow just for our own personal projects. We'd pick up extra whatever it was. Um, we'd pick up the, uh, if you guys remember, like the, uh, the trucks that had the little southwest, northwest, north, like... Uh, compass in the corner of the mirror for the gm vehicles we would buy those i mean we'd buy those 10 20 bucks so we'd turn around and sell them for 40 or 50 um the one of the ones that i went to the guy had wrecked his uh his ss silverado and i was just looking for actually i ended up buying the cluster off of that and he had the little ss dash badge and he's like listen you know i, I haven't had any luck selling it and he he gave it to me for the price of the cluster um I ended up turning around selling that one. I think I think that sold that for a hundred bucks. And now I actually just saw one on eBay. It was like the only one or two there, and they're asking two hundred fifty bucks for it. And I'm going, there's still a market, there's still demand, and it's something that everybody has access to. It's like somebody was there and saw that opportunity. And that's what if if you're looking for some other secondary income. And I think if you talk to any financial advisor of any sort or of any caliber. They will say you need to have some secondary income at some point. There's, um, pardon me, as my phone's going off. Um, there's a there's a ton of opportunity to be made that can uh, that can be had. You just have to be looking for it. And again, it doesn't have to be something that you have to go learn a new, uh, you know, vocation or a new whatever it is. There's plenty of ideas and plenty of ways to make money with stuff that you're already into, that you're already 
you come home and look at whatever it is that, hey, you know, you want to collect this or whatever, there's plenty of opportunity there. You just have to be looking for it. Um, that's kind of sums up my, you know, ideas of flips, uh, my examples at least. Um, but there, it can be done at every level. Um, whether it's, you know, like my sister with the candles where you're actually building it and putting it together yourself. Uh, if you have the, the area and the space to have like a production line, assembly line of any type for any product that you, you wish to make, you know, that's great. Some of us don't have that space. So that kind of, you know, limits our, our access and, and our potential there. But again, it's, it's something that if you have an interest and a passion for, you're probably going to have, you know, the space. It's going to be part of your, your life. You know, you're not going to have to go out of your way to set things up because odds are you're probably going to be doing it anyhow to start with, you know. Um, the other kind of, I, I think I mentioned eBay earlier. Um, there's a lot of shops on eBay that have like their own little, I want to say niche or niche, however you want to pronounce that. But, um, you know, there's, there's all types of things that you can, you can do, uh, you know, all types of stores you can set up. Um, I know, um, when I was younger as well, a few years back, my, uh, my sister's things was Beanie Babies. She wasn't necessarily a big collector, but there were certain ones that she really liked. And, you know, she had like certain, I forget if it was bears or whatever it is. Um, my mom actually collects angel stuff. Uh, like little angels, um, I'm not sure exactly why, but that's like her thing. She has like a little, you know, each one given to her by a family member or, or whatever it is. Um, and, you know, there's there's always little things that, that collections or whatever. And if you ever look on eBay, there's a lot of like the older collections that still go for a decent amount of money. Um, and it, like I said, it's something that maybe maybe your interests have changed. Maybe your passions have changed. And you said, listen, I'm done. You know, it's like I'm done with whatever. Uh, one example I just thought of was like the little, uh, was it the Funko Pop? Like the little oversized bobblehead things. I, I think Funko or Fuko, however you say it. But they have so many different series. They have, you know, uh, Star Trek and Power Rangers and, you know monsters and i mean there's so many different ones that uh that can that can take and and become their own like series and i i imagine there's lots of things that can have a uh that can have a potential you know in in a year or two you know maybe you'll start seeing those in um in like the you know i would say secondhand shops but i'm trying to think of another better word for that um so there, there's lots of of potential there you just have to be into it um i've got a friend of mine when i was up in school and his thing was coins i'm not sure how he got into it or you know if it was just kind of his his interest or whatever but um he would go to all types of estate sales and uh you know different auctions and he his thing was coins and he would sell like uh lots of coins and lot as a like a, a series that would have something in common so for example maybe they were all italian coins or maybe all the coins had bears or birds or you know you know ships of some type you know um but that was like that was his 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 shop his store his thing was coins. Um, he got into 
like using them more as like jewelry as the coin market changed and you know the prices and the value valuations of the coins changed he was able to take and uh and you know bend with the times change with the markets and keep his product his inventory relevant just by looking at it in a different way again it was something that he was into and he already had it. It was part of his life, and he decided he's going to take it and, and make, you know. He also got into, um, uh, like, uh, concert memorabilia, um, limited edition stuff, stuff that they only made for, like, a year. Or maybe it was, like, a, uh, I think one of the things, if I remember right, I think it was a Beatles album from, like, Gainesville or something. It, and basically it was... Uh, it was a record that was only sold like one time at the concert in Gainesville, or I want to say it was Gainesville. But he actually was able to find, I don't want to say a stash, but he found a few of them. And the people who had them, they just didn't care. Their interests had changed, or they just didn't know what they had, or something. And he got them all at a decent price and turned around and sold those, flipped those. Um, also, the like, like I said, kind of thinking about like series and stuff like that. Um, there's, there's, uh, what do you call like the collector series or whatever? If you remember, um, a couple of years back, I forget what store if it was like Macy's or one of these stores, but there was like a name brand uh, like cup and, and plate set, and it like the cups all said you know cup, the plate said plate, or you know the the. The sugar said sugar. The salt, pepper said uh, the salt said salt. You know, it was like basically, it was kind of you know, I don't want to say like country couture, but it was kind of like all of a sudden this was like a popular item, or you know, certain color of plates by this this one maker. It was a big thing. I remember a friend of mine, uh, his uh, I think it was his his girlfriend at the time was was big into that and and you know she was driving all over the place trying to find you know oh i'm missing the cups from you know this day of, of this color or you know it was all it was just really it's really something i never really have thought of otherwise you know it was just one of those huh there's a market that i never considered i you know it's a an item that you know if she was able to put together she could take and flip those for more than she paid for them face value at the shop that she found them at um if you even i know a lot of us or at least i am i'm you know i'm big into the cars um again talk to me 20 minutes or we're actually about 40 you'd probably be able to tell that but um there's people who collect matchbox cars whether it's this color was only sold at Target, or this one was packaged upside down, or this one on the drawing has one rim, and the car inside the package has a different rim, or it's missing a decal, or, you know, the, you know, the stripe is missing off of one of the sides of stuff. Just little kind of stuff that, that's oddball, um, um, I don't want to say rarities, but like uh, mishaps or misprints, that actually made it through quality control. There's a market for those. Uh, matter of fact, I have a bag with a few of them, which I've never listed. I probably should now that I'm talking about, you know, doing it. Um, I have, uh, I think it's like a Mustang that was packaged upside down. Um, there's one where it's got some of the taillights are painted in. I, I want to say that one was a Corvette. 
like two of the taillights on one side are painted in, but the other side aren't painted in. Um, you know, there's there's a few. You know, I have little like I want to say sub collections or, or you know different collections, and um, there's a few that that I have certain colors and they only sold them. I think one was like it was a red car or something. It was a certain color they only sold at Target. Well, guess what? I just happened to be at Target and it was one of those cars that I, I wanted for my collection and then. I went home going, okay, I wonder, you know, what can I learn about this or whatever? And lo and behold, hey, it was only sold to Target for like, you know, two months or something. And so if you're looking for the opportunity, there's tons of them out there. You just have to find something that fits your interest and fits your lifestyle. And like I said, it's not not that hard. Um, I'm sure there's something in your kitchen or in your closet or wherever you keep stuff uh, you know, collections of stuff or interest of stuff, wherever you keep that. I'm sure there's some, matter of fact, I'm gonna walk over because I know I have, I know I have one. Um, I'm sure there's something that, that has some type of collectability somewhere, um, out in the, the, uh, the universe, whether you sell it on eBay or, you know, any of the other, you know, if you want to get into Amazon, that's a totally different, uh, ball game. But there's all types of things that can be done. I'm missing a cup. I'm looking for a specific cup because I'm trying to describe it accurately. I don't know where I put it. Anyways, um, there's all types of things that can be made and, and, and or not made, but, but that can be done, or, you know, methods to sell. Whether you sell it at a local yard sale or whether, you know, something like a... Um, like a flea market setup. I don't know if you have any of those, you know, where you're at. Um, there's all types of opportunity if you're looking for them. Uh, I mentioned the plates and the cups, and then one popped into my head. I actually have a set of them. Um, this is a Coventry cup, and it is called um, it's called the Skulls series, like uh, you know the the bone in the head, the skull. Um, so a, a few years back. Yeah, I was sitting having a uh, barbecue at my house, and uh, kind of the joke was that I didn't have any, any like you know cups and plates, and me running my mouth like I no, I do on occasion, um, it kind of uh, kind of crept back or snapped back. I said, well, yeah, well, maybe if they made plates and cups that were more manly, you know, maybe it'd be something I'd look into. You know, like honestly, I was I was a bachelor and. You know, I had cups, and that's all I needed. You know, I, I didn't need to have, like, a series or a certain set or a certain pattern. Um, and so, the, <laughs> lo and behold, again, like I said, I ran my mouth. Lo and behold, I get this cup. actually got two of them. Um, but the, this series is called Skulls. And this is like a, it's a taller cup. I think it's like a 16-ounce mug and uh, made by Coventry. And on the back, and it, it's totally, like... I mean, it's not something you'd see at, like, Cracker Barrel. In the background, it's got the checkered flag. And then on either side of the mug, it has the skull and crossbones. Like, old-school pirate skull and crossbones on it. And I just... I started laughing when I saw it because I was like, you know, that's kind of, like, exactly what I meant when I said there's nothing really manly as far as the design. And from what I can tell, I guess it was, like, a limited series that, that Coventry put out... They had a few different ones. They had this one. Um, I think the other ones also had skulls on it. So just out of curiosity, maybe a month or two ago, 
I decided just to type it in on, on eBay. And these cups are selling like 15, 20 bucks a piece. Now, mind you, the person who gave them to me said that she found it in a yard sale. I don't think they paid more than maybe $5. You know, and now that these cups are, you know, there's a market for everything. You know, it's just a matter of being able to stop and find it. Um, I know I kind of went on the, the tangent of like pre made items and flipping items. Um, I, I don't want to belittle like the handmade the craft stuff um again that's something that it's it's amazing i enjoy building with my hands but most of the time it's more of a tinkering or fixing something that that isn't working or improving something that doesn't work as well as i think it should have you know that's like i said that's kind of my my thing um i think one of the the also the best ways to kind of take and look at it is uh you know look for well, how do I get into, you know, whatever this group is, whatever my interest group is? I think a big, big way that is so overlooked um, is volunteering. I really do. Um, there's such a ginormous amount of opportunities to volunteer for anything. Um, nobody wants to work for free, obviously. But I think it's a way to figure out and to meet a lot of peers that are in your similar common, common interest groups. Um you know, just talking with people is, is never a bad thing. You, you can almost always learn something from, from a good conversation. Um, the, you know, if you, if you try and think of ideas, you can go to libraries and volunteer to reshow books. If you're a book person, if you love to read and you, maybe you like certain authors or maybe you like autobiographies or maybe you like history, you can go to the library and you're going to be able to talk to people who are you know, there reading stuff, and you're going to find common commonalities with that. Um, if you're religious and you know you go to your churches, there's always volunteer work. There's always stuff that needs to be done around church, whether it's you know helping with lawn maintenance or helping paint the buildings or you know setting up and tearing down before and after events. Um, you can go to homeless shelters and serve food there. Um, the VA, the VA. I have such a massive respect for our veterans. Um, that is something that uh, there's so many ways you could help volunteer at the VA. Whether it's a you know a candy striper type situation, or if you just go in and visit and just spend time getting to 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 know those, but also getting to thank those who have served our country. Um, that's just something that's. Uh, it, that's a that's a huge thing in my book, um, and then uh, obviously as well. Again, back to the more like the interest groups, um, pet shelters. There's so many different needs at a pet shelter. Whether it's coming just to help with, you know, walking the animals or helping them when they have like the uh, adopted days at you know all the different you know local pet shops or malls or wherever. There's always something that can be done. And again, you're going to be able to expand your, your friends, your, your friend base. Not that you're there to make friends, but being able to have meet people that have those common interests will automatically open up new doors and new opportunities. Um, again, that's just a huge thing. I'm going to take a quick break real quick and uh, take another sip. And then uh, I'll be back with a little uh, kind of review on the beer and uh, probably like closing statements. So we'll be right back. All right, I have returned. Um, the 
kind of summation of the beer um it's it's a decent beer uh nice like i said it's a, a medium i wouldn't call it a light per se um good flavor it's again belgian style wheat ale with orange peel um a lot more and i guess i was expecting more like a traditional type of brew if you will um very tasty um i like it more than i thought i would i can't say i've ever had this one before so uh you know this again this is will's suggestion and i'm sure we'll do like a another review of it on another episode once uh, he's back and and uh co-hosting with with me so um very good beer um you know it's, it's pretty light as far as uh, alcohol content which i'm looking for now and i actually don't see it on the label hold on a second 5.2 is on the other side of the label um like i said really tasty beer uh definitely something i would look for if uh if i had uh limited options you know it's definitely something if i saw i'd probably grab it and now that i've had it i know i would grab it so um good easy like i said good drinking beer um like i said very casual it's not going to be like a specialty uh really easy to find uh local public swing dixie any place like that that carries the, the fat tire more than likely will have unless they're sold out more than likely they'll have it it's the uh again the belgian white um photos will be up on instagram and uh imagine on our facebook page as well um speaking of which that's another place where you can really expand um there's all types of groups and tags that you can find on instagram and facebook and there's a lot again um you know groups and tags you know you can follow both and that's another way to expand your your horizons it may be a little bit different you know different approach because you're not local and it's not going to be something where if you have a product to sell you might not be able to sell it quite as easily um but you know once you you figure out your best shipping methods and you know it's something you can take and run with it's uh like i said there's so many ways that you can turn your your interest into an extra an extra income um that's probably something we'll cover at another date as well but the um the ability to take and have a small business uh you know side project or you know side hustle is like again most people might call it hey it's you know my second second hustle my, my second job that is something that it's never gonna it's never gonna be something that i think that'll be a detriment to you um, I mean, obviously your, your main job is going to take priority and sometimes you might not be able to do everything you want to on your side, side job or on your side hustle, but those secondary income streams and, you know, maybe even more than secondary, maybe second and third, um, it's never going to be something that you will not, not only be rewarded for with, you know, the extra income, but just enjoy being able to enjoy that you're doing something you, you do enjoy, you know, um, with that, I'm going to say uh, kind of closing tips. Um, you know, look for something that you're interested in that kind of comes naturally, that flows naturally. That way it doesn't feel like, oh, I have to leave this job and I have to go do another job. Um, that's that's never going to be something that, that uh, you know, it's never going to be easy, but it, it's never going to be easier if it's something you don't enjoy. Find something you enjoy. Find something that's part of your personality, your interest, your core interest, and make that another form of income for you. Um, I've got, uh, I've had a lot of um, 
I, I guess blessing if for next I don't know what else to call it um, I at one point was uh, severely out of work um, you know the economy took a dive and uh, my job was dress directly and drastically affected and um, you know I was looking for side work and because I have the interest in the auto um, you know I was able to get in with a company that did automotive inventories basically, going to shops, doing inventories, counting parts on shelves, double-checking with the variants, and, you know, tracking down whatever piece it was. And that, being able to, to you know, kind of get the flow of that pretty easily um, led into me working for, I think at one time I had four or five different companies that had my information. And uh, pretty much I was working... I mean, it felt like full-time, but I was working almost nonstop. Even though I didn't have a full-time job, I had four part-time, and they were literally part-time as in like once a month maybe, but I had enough companies calling me that I was busy almost every weekend, if not, you know, full week, you know, depending on what the, the inventory demands were. Um, again, it was something that came naturally to me and something I was able to handle, um, and it, it's, it serves me well, you know, again, back to one of my first statements of having that, that drive to, you know, I'll, let's get this job done, you know, um, it, so the drive and then also the interest, the car parts are car parts. I don't care what, what company it is. At some point it, it all breaks down to what type of part is it and how, how is it needed or how is it used, you know, um, so it, it really fit. And again, I think the combination, it, it was a blessing that I, I had the, the talent or the ability to take and work hard, to take and pick up certain little, um, you know, whether it's a uh, uh, idiosyncrasy, if you will, between the, the car lines. And that served me well. Like I said, I had people calling me. I would have my phone ringing off the hook when I was at one inventory because they needed me at another inventory. And uh, like I said, it was a it was a stressful time in life, but it was also a blessed time in life because I was able to take and use my talents and my interests, and it was able to pay the bills for for the time that I needed to. Um, in closing, let me just say, uh, if you're not into this, if you you're like I can never run a business, I can never make anything, I can never take and do anything extra other than my side job. Let me just give you some like tips and hints on how because you probably have friends that do you know um how you can help your friends whether it's financially or not um i'm gonna give you an example of something that i will remember probably till the day i die um going back to when i was younger i was uh um i mentioned the uh, guy i talked to as i said i have a lot of respect for him and uh, it just, he was somebody that I really did look up to. Um, he, uh, again, in, in construction, he had a construction company. And uh, I would uh, graduated high school, was in college, and ended up, um, saw him after several years. I hadn't seen him in, in quite a while. And, uh, you know, I was studying, I studied small business, if, if I haven't said that yet. Um, and ran into him. He asked me, you know, oh, you know, so what are you going to do? And uh, I looked at him and just flat out said, yeah, I want a custom car shop. Um, this was, 
right kind of in the first wave of like the Fast and Furious. And I was always into the muscle cars way before that. The import thing came. Um, you know, the import thing kind of made what I was always into more popular. It was a different genre, if, if you will. But at the same time, when, when the Fast and Furious hit, it was all about the import scene. And I have respect for the import guys. I mean, I, I'm still a muscle guy. But they, I still have uh, the respect. It's the same dedication, the same talent, the same qualities that the muscle guys have with, you know, that the import guys have. They just have a different taste in it, you know. Um, but, you know, I, I looked at him and said, you know, I, I want to have a custom car shop. And he just kind of laughed and he said something to the effect of, that's not going to go anywhere or what good's that? And I was actually really offended. You know, this is a guy that I really looked up to. And so a lot of things I learned from him, and I just was like, well, you know, how can you just kind of poo-poo my idea? Like, you know, you know, it's cars. You know, his thing is obviously construction was more houses, but it's the same idea. It's just a different, different execution of it, you know. And I never, I never had the, kind of the guts to say anything to him. But I, I, like I said, I'll never forget that. He just kind of like, oh, what good's that? He just kind of, you know, laughs and snickered at it. And I'm just going, wait a minute. Like, this is what you do. You have customers, your clients, they want something done differently at their house. And they need your skills, your construction ideas, your abilities to get it done. I want people to call me with their cars for the same idea. Listen, I want, and that, that that's that's what it was, I guess still is. You know, my driving force, um, you know, my full-time job right now is with cars. I, I enjoy it. It's fun. But, you know, I'm not doing the custom side of things. That's fine. But, like I said, my bills are paid. Putting a little money away here and there. And, you know, I'm, I'm doing all right. Um, so, I, I give you that example to take and, and tell you to encourage and support the friends who are, you know, whether they're trying to do it full-time as a full-time small business owner or entrepreneur or whether they're just doing a side hustle, don't don't insult them, don't discourage them, because it's it's insulting and discouraging enough when people, you know, badmouth your product or badmouth your efforts. That's like I I will speak for everybody else, but I will say that I take that personally. You know, just because your dream isn't their dream doesn't mean it's not as important and not as value valid as your dream. Um, so encourage those. If people say, Hey, I have this idea to make some, you know, whatever it is, make some, make the world's best churro or whatever it is and sell it and make a profit at it as a side hustle. Who cares if you don't like churros, you're wrong. But if you don't like churros, don't, don't tell them, Oh, that's disgusting. Don't tell them that's nasty. That's gross. You're never going to do it. The world's full of negativity. And honestly, we don't want to listen to that. Like nobody does. Support your support your friends. Support the people who are going, whether they're going out on the full on that limb, going, hey, I'm going to do this full time. I'm quitting my daily. Or if they're just doing it as a side hustle, don't don't ever, you know, knock their their drive, their their passion, their extra gear. Don't ever, you know, because they're going to run you over. If they're, they're worth their salt, they're going to run you over and they're going to prove you wrong. Whether it's out of spite or just out of sheer determination, they're going to prove you wrong. Um Again, I've worked in several different industries, all very similar with my positions, but different industries of in and of themselves. Um, the The other thing that I say to this day is, don't, please don't, 
Stop asking your whether they're business owners or if they're doing it as a side hustle. Stop asking for discounts. Stop asking for the handouts. I cannot tell you how many times, and I really to this day, like I heard it probably three times today at my at my daily job. Probably heard it three times. Oh well, they know the owner, and my my retort to that is always, yeah, that's because his name's on the sign. Everybody knows the owner when your name's on the sign. I promise you that. They all went to high school with them. They all went fishing with them. They all fixed whatever it was. They all have a past. They all know the owner. Um, Side tangent on that. If I ever name a business, if anybody ever decides to name a business, do not use your name. All right? I doubt Bob's Barricades. I doubt the owner's name was Bob. Maybe it was. But I cannot imagine how many people called up Bob's Barricades and going, I went to school with Bob and he said you could uh, give me all this stuff for free. You know how insulting that is? Not only to the owner, whether you know him or not, but insulting that is to the people who work for him. Don't do that. It, it's it's not, first of all, it's, it's rude. I'm just going to say that. It's not polite at all. Don't ask for handouts, but offer a hand. Um, you know, that's... Look for ways, again, kind of back to the volunteering point I had earlier. Look for ways to help them out. I don't care if you believe in their product or not. If they're selling umbrellas that are out of the shape of a donut or whatever the, whatever the idea is, no matter how ridiculous and how stupid you think it is, if you think that somehow you can help your friend, and if it's a real friend, you will help your friend. If you think you can help them, encourage them. Offer them a hand. Say, hey, listen... I'm going to help you deliver, you know, the, you know, whatever it is, the newspapers or whatever the product is. You may not have any vested interest. You may not be getting paid for it, back to the volunteer side, but offer to help them out. Wear one of their shirts. If, if they're a, say they're a sign company, wear one of their shirts to the mall. Like, I'm not saying, you know, walk around and go, hey, check out the shirt company sign. No, just wear one of the shirts around. Make sure it's got their logo. Matter of fact, um, the boat shop that I worked at for many years, I actually have a... I've realized I'm wearing one now. <laughs> How funny is that? Um, I, I wear their shirts randomly. And on the back is their logo, big red and blue letters, with the phone number, the name, the address, and what they do. Splashed all across it. I wear that out. I have no problem supporting businesses like that. I know the owner. I worked for him for many years. He's somebody that I learned a lot from. I'm not saying I was, you know, you know, the best employee ever. I mean, I tried, but it's it's one of those things where I know how long he worked and how hard he worked. And I saw it on a daily in and day out basis. I have no problem going, hey, if you need a boat shop in Miami, here's this guy. If he can't find it for you, let me know. I'll call somebody else. I know people that, that still have boats, still in the boat industry. I can refer whatever brand it is. I can find somebody who either can get it for you or knows the best person to get it from, whether it's a service or part. I'm not, I'm not trying to like you know sell you a boat or whatever, but I have no problem... I, I, I have connections. I have no problem telling people, hey, listen, if you need something, let me know. I might know a guy. The best thing in the world is word-of-mouth referrals. Um, and, that, and that leads me to my next thing is refer a friend. So you're not into collecting all the sparkly porcupine stuffed animals. 
that's fine. But what if somebody else does? You know, when people share their interests, it's not to be like, yo, look, how cool is this or whatever. It's because they're expressing themselves to you. And just because you don't get whatever the, you know, the flapping flamingo, you know, shower curtain or whatever it is, just because that's not your thing doesn't mean there's not a niche for it. There's not a market for it. If you can kind of file like, hey, listen, my friend is so into this. And, hey, I met I met this other friend I have mentioned this that, you know, they had an interest. There's never going to be a downside to being, hey, you know who you need to talk to? You need to meet so-and-so. This is another friend of mine. I know you both, both are into this. Um, I was actually kind of uh, uh, thinking about this earlier. And it's funny because when I was in school... I had a friend who's in pre-law. Uh, it was a... I, I don't know if I mentioned this either. I would thought about looking into getting a law degree. Um, that didn't work for a few reasons. But um, it was funny because the friend of mine was also in a lot of business classes. If you're listening to this, Jenny, I hope you're doing well. A um, friend of mine was always talking about this class and that class. And I had another friend. I was like, she's always talking about that class and this class. And I'm like, are you sure you don't know? And the other girl's name is Meredith. So, Meredith, if you're listening to this, how you doing? Um, but they were always talking about the same uh, topics and the same subjects and the same... And it's like, I, a lot of times I had to stop and go, wait a minute. Did you already say this conversation? Like, did we already have this? Or was this, you know, was this with somebody else? And so I'm, I got to a point where I'm like, wait a minute. My friend Jenny was just saying this. My friend Meredith was just saying that. They finally met, and it's funny because it's like, as soon as they met, they both, like, like I think they called me. I don't know if it was a text. I think they called me and said, hey, you'll never, never guess who you, who I finally met. It was, it was hysterical. But, like I said, just because you're not into something or maybe you, maybe you decide not to, to pursue something doesn't mean that any of your friends aren't interested in it anymore. Um, things come and go. You know, there, there's waves in business. There's, there's trends in pottery or you know dinnerware or whatever else but there's there's always going to be those little kind of like anchor points and if you can be an anchor and say hey this person is into this and this person's into this maybe they can get together help each other out and by proxy you're helping both of them out at the same time um so like i said um encourage and support those of you uh, those you know who are going full full force on it um, encourage, encourage those who are doing it on the side. You know, there's there's never going to be um, never going to be downside to supporting the, the friends and family that you have. Um, you know, whether it's in business or just on a personal level. Um, with that said, I realize I've been talking for quite a bit, so I'm going to say uh, a th- big thank you for listening. If you made it through this uh, this podcast. Uh, congratulations. I will say cheers for you. So cheers. And, um, keep it in mind. Like I said, this is something I'm very interested in. I, I, I do, I mentioned in the last episode, I read a lot about all types of different things. Um, I, I'm not like a Jeopardy type mind where I don't like remember a lot of facts, but I have a lot of interest when it comes to business on a different level, a lot of different levels. Um, and if I can kind of, you know, give you a cliff's notes or observational notes if you will um i i think it's it's something that you know there's always something to learn and i enjoy learning that's you know, i read 
again, all types of stuff, whether it's something I have any background or education in, which most of the stuff I, I don't, but it's an interest to me. There's always different ways to look at the world. Um, so that being said, thank you for listening to my ramblings on business, or in this case, uh, Small Business 101. And uh, we hope that you're enjoying these these episodes. I'm trying to keep the uh, solo acts to a minimum. I think the the play the the back and forth with two hosts is always preferred. So uh, in the next episode, uh, definitely looking to get Will back at f- full throttle, full speed, and uh, look forward to that. Let us know what you're drinking and let us know what you're thinking. Maybe that'll be our new uh, catchphrase. Um, let us know what you're thinking and let us know what you're drinking. Find us on. Uh, facebook at the bar culture pubcast page uh you'll find us we have a uh, glass that looks like a restaurant i was told recently um glass got some cubes and some type of liquid in it and uh then uh, bc pubcast on instagram which is kind of our new preferred platform uh we've been sharing videos and uh kind of harking back to like songs um uh photos and just kind of funny memes that are you know just make us giggle and laugh while we're sitting at our nine to fives as it were so thank you for listening to this uh we hope that uh you like this give us a thumbs up a follow a like support us uh you know a pat on the back always feels good you know unless you're sunburned if you're in florida be careful when you give people pats on backs so um yeah um thank you again for listening this has been steven again i am the solo host for this episode and uh we look forward to hearing from you you can also send us an email while I'm thinking of it. It's uh, bcpubcast at gmail.com. So if you want to reach out to us and, uh, you know, maybe we can start kind of doing like a small business promotion episode or, or you know, take a minute. We'll, we'll, you know, bump you on Facebook if you have a Facebook page. Uh, you know, I have no problem with that. Uh, if you followed us for any amount of time, I actually did that. Uh, one of my buddies has a uh, lawn business and... Uh, you know, he's got a young family and uh, just wanted to help him out. So I, I promoted him earlier with that. So, um, again, it's something we're totally, totally support. And, again, it's one of my passions and driving interests. So uh, we hope you enjoyed listening. Uh, remember to drink safely. Um, do not drink and drive. Don't break any laws. Uh, you know, that, that's never, never advisable. It makes getting into business so much more difficult, too. I imagine, uh, you know trying to get loans and everything the first thing they look is okay what type of quality character qualities do you have so thank you again for listening and uh we'll see you or talk with you next time bye